Welcome to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen Mather, solicitor and your business lawyer. I help small and medium-sized business owners and directors manage their legal problems. But more than that, I like to enjoy life, smile and learn from others. So this podcast is a way to help me and you learn how to be successful, whatever that may mean. So welcome along to uh, to Neil Wattam to um, a slightly different uh, type of podcast, which is me getting to know uh, small business owners, understanding what makes them tick, and uh, and and starting to try and learn and build a, a, an understanding of people's keys to success, or what I, as a lawyer, am calling the laws of of their success. Um, so Neil, to start off with, do you want to introduce yourself? Give us your your typical elevator pitch, as it were. Yep. Thanks, Stephen. So my name is Neil Wattam. Um, I'm a co-founder and director of WKM Wealth Limited. Um, we're a financial planning and investment management business uh, started in April 2020 um, by me and three friends. Excellent stuff. And um, a business has been going well for you. It has. Yes, thank you. It's been an excellent start. Um, we did. Uh, we were somewhat prudent with our business plan in the first year um, but we have exceeded it more than five times in terms of the success that we've had so far um, and it's continued into 2021 so yeah. you know we had an excellent start and it has continued with pace so mm. yeah really good and I, I guess what <clears throat> one of one of the uh, the keys to that similar uh, scenario to me is you're not setting up a business uh, afresh you know um You've got uh, you've got people that are, are well established um, in the industry, well known, you know, have got a reputation, etc. And so, getting uh, getting new clients um, is that what just that little bit easier than just you know somebody that let's say you know straight out of university, they're qualified, they've got their um, you know their their qualifications to do financial advice. It's just that little yeah. bit easier with that experience under your belt. Yeah, I agree. I mean, having said that, none of us have started anything from scratch. But I think you know one of the things we wanted to do was launch it together because mm. we, you know it's not quite strength in numbers, but equally we can draw on a slightly different experience we do have. And you're right, we're sadly not fresh faced out of university in an age sense, but you know we've got the experience and um, contacts, etc., to make a success of it. Um, and we have bided our time to, to launch it. It wasn't a let's just launch. It was mm. you know, planned, researched. And obviously with the FCA and regulations, like you know, you can't just launch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But it definitely that experience and um, combined experience as well has really helped. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm always interested in um, what makes people tick. What, what, what do they like, dislike about the job? And, and actually there's a, there's um, a potential these days with social media that we show off the really good parts of, uh, of life and business and don't reflect on the bad parts. So what is it that you actually do on a day-to-day basis? What, what kind of things have you been up to this week? Um, yeah, so I guess it, as a small business owner, it is doing all parts of the business. And the four of us um, and five, we had Lars join us last year. Um, we all do our bit to keep the business ticking over whether that is client work, whether that is marketing, whether it's accounting, compliance, there's a whole manner of things that have to be done 
pretty much every day and at least every week to keep the business going and all of those cogs in the wheel need doing you know we, mm. we don't have compliance box ticks and the and pi insurance etc in place we cannot function can't trade yeah, yeah we can't trade if if the clients don't pay then we don't have money to trade if we don't market our business appropriately we won't get more clients you know it's it's all intrinsically linked yeah. um but we all do our part in that um having said that some of us do more bits than others perhaps i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure you get lumbered with more of the account stuff for instance yes yeah, absolutely yeah yeah but then you know it, it works because we draw on the expertise and the real skill sets that we have the, the skills and strengths of of everybody and and indeed the preferences like yeah. one of the things that um that i i realized over the, the the you know the time of me being you know a partner in a law firm is running a business was there's bits that you enjoy and there's bits that you don't enjoy yeah bits yeah. that you like and bits that you don't like um and and as a very small business owner sometimes you have to do all of that and and even the bits that you don't like you might put that off occasionally but you have to do it you know you you will have to do that at some point until you yeah. until you can grow you can you know you then you can you know either afford to outsource it or you can get someone into um you know to, to help you with so what are the bits that you don't like what what so far 12 months in what are the bits that you're like actually you're not keen on i guess that compliance has to be up there with um how much do we get from that exercise not a huge amount other than being able to trade um, it's a fundamental sure. thing we have to do but yeah. you know we have to do fca surveys it feels like weekly it's not but it feels like it you know we the amount of compliance reporting is high and it mm. is a real burden on the business it's not to say we dislike doing it because we just have to do it, it doesn't yeah. matter if we like it or not um, mm. but that's certainly been um, a bigger drain on resource than perhaps we might have expected again yeah. because we haven't run a business like this on our own there's always been a compliance function or mm. another function, HR, whatever. Yeah. We have to do it. But, yeah. you know, really on the, in the 10 or so months we've been trading, there's not a huge amount we haven't enjoyed. It's been such a, a great experience, but there are definitely aspects of the job, job collectively that are less fun. Yeah. Um, and I think compliance kind of has to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Necessary evil. No. Yeah. I, 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 I think it is there's always as I say there's always bits of the job that um you know that we don't like and it's, it's fundamentally what is one of the reasons why I I left being a partner in a law firm and uh, and, and set up to do some different things because there were some certain aspects of it that I just didn't like um doing it just didn't yeah. suit me so it didn't suit me and my my personality um yeah. really so what um you're you're an accountant uh by trade yeah Yep. Or, or historically been in the you yep. know, in, in accountancy um, world in in um, not in practice in um, in companies you know in house yep. yeah yeah um, the usual allegation that gets aimed at accountants is, is that they're boring along the same lines as lawyers I I mentioned I put, put a joke out on social media the other day it's a favourite of mine what the lawyers use as contraception their personality excellent. Um, and uh, and accountants kind of get the same same jib. I did a um, I, I've done loads of talks for accountants. I used to do some training, the legal training for the um, uh, AAT uh, organization. And like, oh my word, that's hard work to work a room. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm coming out with all of my good stuff, 
and uh, yeah. and all these yeah. accountants are just like okay write that note down and thanks very much that i think that was a joke um so uh so what what's what's your actual what's your personality like what's what what are you like to, you know describe if you were describing your own self yeah it's a good one i mean I, i'm generally quite relaxed i'm i'm not a too in your face i'll i'll be in someone in a room i would sit there and take stuff in um, might not be quite the silent one writing the notes down um, in your uh, note before but um yeah reasonably relaxed um try and placate you know i'm not too aggressive other than maybe sometimes behind the wheel of a go-kart um or on my bike sometimes um yeah. but um you know fairly fairly easy going most of the time but my brother who's not an accountant i might add he's pretty much horizontal um right. so you know i'm not there but i'm not in your face aggressive you know i'm kind of a reasonably easy going but yeah. um am i in a boring stereotypical accountant hope not um but it's it's something difficult to shake it's 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 one of those things isn't it where you go i hope people don't think of me like that but maybe i am my world revolves around numbers it does yeah. now it kind of always has so am i a typical accountant in that respect well yes do it better it's perhaps i don't really want i can't be bothered to ask them to do that i'll just do it um yeah and it's always been a bit of a trait sure. um so that and i think it still carries on but but delegation is such an such an art form. Mm. Um, uh, it, it it truly is something that um, is um, underrated in how difficult it can be. Mm. And because yeah. you just assume you, you know you're thrown in um, you know from from starting a job and then you you build up and then you become a manager of somebody yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or and then you might be a manager of a department. Yeah, or you might be a manager of a team or whatever, and um, and you kind of just expected to you know to be able to delegate properly. And yeah. I, I know one of the things I, I struggle with. I, I really struggle with delegation um, for for a couple of reasons. One is because there's I without sounding it always does, but without sounding you know big headed or, or arrogant, I work really fast, right. Um, and so like when I'm working, I, I, I always like this. I go into the office and I work and I work really fast, really hard and get as much done as I possibly can. Right. And I'm not I've never really been one for, you know, sitting and having a chat and, you know, that kind of thing, um, you know, with, with people just like I go in and work. Right. And um, and so when I'm delegating things, I have to remember that not everybody works as fast as I do. And so I'll give them, I give somebody, a, um, you know, something to do, a project to do. And then I'm going, well, well why has it not been done? You know, well, I could have done that quicker myself. You know, I should have done that. And that, that makes it then difficult for you to, um, to delegate the next time around, because sometimes it's just easy to go, well, I've got these things to do. Well, I, I mean, I can knock that one off in five minutes. So I'll, I'll just do that because I know if I give it to him or her, like, I'm going to spend longer explaining it. And, yeah. then, and then it will take them longer to actually get done. Uh, in in the time frame, um, the way I conquered that is to realise that um, you still you still have to play to people's strengths. So one of my one of my weaknesses, and I'm happy to uh, to uh, admit this even in a public forum, shouldn't be as a lawyer. But one of my weaknesses is detail. I'm much better at the bigger picture of things 
than analyzing all the the, the, the detail of, um, of everything. I can do it because I've learned to do it. It's a learned function, but it doesn't come naturally yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and so, so when I, uh, when I realized that actually that, that, that kind of the art of delegation is about picking people that have better skills than you. Um, and um, who, who is it? I can't remember who it was that says this, um, but one of the, you know, the big billionaire types um, and, and, and the, the general view is, you know, you should be the, the dumbest person in the room yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. on the basis that the people that you hire in should be the ones that then can turn around so, so that you can be there. You can, you know, you're running the business, control it, but you identify that you're terrible at this. And so we'll get somebody else in to do that. Yeah. Yep. Get somebody else in that can, that can, um, you know, that can deal with the things that you don't like doing. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then delegating to, to when you, when you realize that delegating to me was then it was, it was, it was good because it was helping me out. It was the stuff that I didn't want to do. I didn't like right. to do. I get somebody in to do it. Who's better at it. And you know what, if actually, yep. if I can just, if I can just temper my, um, my uh, haste, my requirement for speed and immediacy and, and reduce that down and let somebody just flow with it, then um, that's, you know, that's a really important thing. It's yeah. Um, yeah. So what's been the, um, what's been the best achievement for you? Let's, let's do two questions. What's your personal best achievement? Um, and the answer to that question can't be setting up um, uh, WKM. <laughs> And then what's the, been the best achievement uh, in the business since it started? Okay, I'm going to go second first. So um, the best achievement in the business, I think, is, is the uh, speed at which we managed to grow and actually become a real successful business, yeah. which is still a little bit surreal, words coming out of the mouth when you know it's been planning for so long and there was no expectation of it being as successful in such a short space of time so i think that's mm. just really it's just fantastic yeah, yeah personally um i think actually it's my ability if it's an ability or my um, acceptance of not being afraid to change um there's a lot of things said about people's ability and willingness to change and I, having sat in corporates most of my working life, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Um, but I have had a varied career, um, and this is arguably my third big change. Um, and I think the ability to recognise actually either I want to do something different or I can or I should, whichever in those particular orders, actually standing up and going, oh, that's fine. You know, I'm not sitting there doing something I thought I wanted to do. I'm doing something I do want to do now. If I've changed, that's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm mm. not accepting a defeat. It's mm. more about looking ahead and thinking what I want to do. Having um, so, some optimism to it rather yeah. than... So, yeah. so one, one of the questions that I've got is what, what's, a big, what's been the biggest challenge for you in your career? Um, and, and would it be fair to say that rather than see, um, see whatever those things that cause you to change tact and change... Um, uh, change direction slightly you'd, you'd perhaps look at that rather than a challenge as an opportunity yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think well there I mean like for example I resigned from my last corporate job the day after paternity leave finished my second child um, 
what drove that exactly, I don't know, but yeah. it was optimism. It was courage. It was stupidity. It was, you know, all things, but there was still a grand plan. It just mm. was there to do the next day, but I was like, get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but if I, if you wind the clock back and think, as a, I don't know, younger person, would I have done that all the time? Don't know, but I've generally taken the step. And it's Sounds good. Got me in good stead so far. So, you know, yeah. I guess it's a bit of a, a thing I did. And I did an interview for um, school leavers. And my kind of main message to them was don't be afraid to change and don't be afraid that you're on one path. Mm. Um, you know, just em- embrace it. There's Even- a... There's a there's a real balance, isn't there? And and one of the things that gets directed at um, at people people our age and younger, but but particularly younger generation, um, is that they don't have staying power. They don't have stamina. They're not resilient. Um, and then when it comes to jobs, they flip between jobs. They you know they spend uh, average something like two years, eighteen months, two years in a job before moving on to the next job, and then moving on to the next job. Often you know, for, for little uh, extra pay rises, you know, it, it's it's not like they're moving and, and growing up a, a career. It's just flitting between, um, uh, you know, different job and different jobs. So how, 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 how do you, um, when you're talking to, you know, the youngsters like that, how do you balance that kind of, the modern day thing is do what you do, what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Do what, do what, do what makes you happy. But the, also like having a career is a really good idea as well. Like having a, a backbone to what you do is a good idea. So how, how does someone balance that? I think, yeah, you're right. And it is that balance. So whilst I have changed careers, I'm the fourth, I'm, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a milestone this year, birthday. And, um, you know, so I'm not a spring chicken and I have. Is that, is that 21? It is 21. Thank you. Yeah, thought um, so. It is. Uh, I've, I've had those careers um, and they've not been 18 months. They have been hmm. years of that there have been tweaks along the way but there were points at which it became clear I wanted to move on so I guess my kind of thought is you have to give things time you have to give things time if you want to progress typically not always um, and get some experience so it's not a oh I don't like that what's next it's actually I've done that have I done it to what I wanted to do yes or no then consider the move and it's never knee-jerk Despite the handing yeah. my notice the day that wasn't a knee-jerk reaction. No, it just is coincidental timing. Yeah, it's just just the way it is. Just just the um, the, the tip of the iceberg, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you, am I still not around? It's going to be fun to edit then. There you are now, and I don't know if it's me or you. Uh, so, well, now it says your internet connection is unstable, so it must be me. It's having kids yeah. at, at, at homeschooling, that's the thing. It's like, And the trouble is with technology this day, so um, the TV is powered by the internet, right? The radio is powered by the internet. The school is powered by the internet. My communications yeah. powered by the internet. My, my access yeah. to all the data and co- powered by the internet. It's it's a joke. It's annoying. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We've got a good connection apparently as well, like a two oh, meg line. Have you? Yeah. Still, 
I've just inv- I've, really? no. I've just I've just invested uh, pre-ordered um, Elon Musk's uh, Skylink coming coming soon towards the later part of this year. Hopefully, that's his, all these little satellites um, up in uh-huh. middle middle space um, with the with the hope of providing you know much faster internet uh, to everybody. So we'll we'll see. I'm desperate for it to be honest. As long as I can have a phone call, that would be great. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, obviously outside of work, uh, you've got um, you got family, you got uh, you got kids, yeah, 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 yeah. Two young children, two young children. They keep you busy. They do. Um, thankfully, my wife um, is a big player in that department. She's she works part time, which is great. Helps yeah. and with grandparents, etc. So yes, they keep me busy, but equally there's a good support network, which I think, you know, to kind of earlier questions about success to date, it's off the back of others as well. Yeah. Um, not just in our business, but, you know, the support networks that people don't necessarily know or see, um, you know, like my wife and parents and all that sort of stuff. Um, really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think a lot of that's been tested over the last year as well, hasn't it? It's, yeah. it's been, it's been really kind of pushed that they, the access to and the availability for people of having that support. But yeah, when you're running your own business, I, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing and where I've got to in the last 10 years if it wasn't for my wife. Yeah. Just, just being there, being, you know, looking after the kids, you know, doing the housework, the cleaning, the cooking, whatever it is, all of that stuff. Not that she's, you know, um, uh, a possession of mine, um, but without any of that, yeah, it, it, I just wouldn't be able to do, you know, do what I needed to do, grow what I needed to be at the places you need to be. You know, when, when we used to do face-to-face things, I'd be out in an evening a couple of times a week, you know, at at, at least. And then at the weekend, there'd be, you know, some, some either football or or rugby to go to and entertain clients at and and that kind of thing. And um, it, that, that can take its toll on a relationship. Mm. Um, And I, 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 I genuinely believe that having that, level of support and understanding is is um is essential um yeah. and so i'm really lucky in that it's kind of it's 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 well overweight my side i get so much more benefit out of it um you know and and i appreciate for a lot of people there's a there is a balancing act you know if you've got somebody you know two professionals or two business owners working and you know that that can be difficult and then you need grandparent support etc yeah yeah. Um, but uh, so what else what else keeps you uh, busy excited happy uh, outside of work what what do you get up to um I'm trying to remember what that was um, but uh, it is <laughs> largely speaking um, cycling I like cycling like looking out the window yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <Beautiful>. pandemic <laughs> hobbies dreaming Um yeah, so cycling is uh, my main sort of hobby alongside the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, prior to children and hopefully in the future, traveling, always enjoy traveling. I know it's yeah. quite an answer, I guess, to a degree, but it is something that we've enjoyed a lot of and really want to do again yeah. whenever we can. Where, um, where, 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 where have you been? Where's the, where's good places have you been? Um been pretty fortunate so been to lots of interesting places but um if top three if i'm allowed a top three go for it 
So, yeah, so your so top three. Top, Tell me your top, top three. three. Um, number one would probably be Japan. Um, I've only been once, but we toured Japan and it was just mm-hmm. epic. Just yeah. amazing. Mm. Um, the people, the place, the weather, the history, the food. Yeah. Um, all, the, whole, the whole shebang was amazing. Um, yeah. I was a bit annoyed. It took me so long to get there. How, um, how long did you spend there? Two and a half weeks. Did you, did you kind of go top, top to bottom? Yeah, yeah. So we went, started in uh, Tokyo and went down yeah. to Hiroshima ultimately. Okay. Yeah. And then kind of back. Um, all on the trains, which was just awesome. It's just, just amazing. There's a great, um, uh, it's on Disney Plus, National Geographic. And it's, and it's basically like Japan by air. Like, so they have, you know, helicopter footage, drone footage of it all. And it just is absolutely, it is a mind blowing, um, you know, little, uh, not a little country, a uh, country of its own. And the fact that, you know, up, right up north is where it has all, it literally produces all that it needs to, you know, to, um, to uh, sustenance wise to keep the rest of the country going. And that, that's all in the north with the farms and the plants and this, that and the other. And, and then as you go down and uh, how the country changes and then, you know, to the metropolitan cities and then you get to the, the islands and then even south, the, the kind of like Okinawa, the, the um, islands yeah. in the middle of the sea, like how it changes. It looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on, on our wish list. So that's, that's, uh, that's number one. What else is in there? Is that number one or number three? Number one, despite <laughs> having only been there once. Um, number number two would probably, I'm going to say Hong Kong stroke China. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong, because I've got a bit of a family tie to Hong Kong. So um, okay. there's always been, um, like my grandparents are buried there, for example. Right. Okay. Uh, so there's always been a family tie effectively there. And I've been yeah. not times and that's just always got a special place mm, yeah um, same 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 here for me so my wife's from hong kong and um okay and i've i've been to hong kong more than any other uh, any other country now um you know at least once a year for the last 15 years and and sometimes you know two or three times in a year um i've been i to the point i i, I nearly applied for the you know the regular visitor id card okay. thing so i could get in through the airport quicker um and yeah there's just something about it isn't there there's just there is something for me it's definitely it feels like second home for me i absolutely love parts of it i don't like all of it yeah, actually because yeah. I, I i i don't really like you know the city part where you know because it's all just like very um you know sort of expatty I, I don't really like that bit but i like the the you know the true hong kong you know in the new territories bit and a little bit of the city is nice um some of the some of the the beaches around there, for instance, not known for beaches, um, but there's some amazing places to go to. And hiking, for instance, like it's it's absolutely amazing to uh, amazing place. One of the things I say about Hong Kong is it's the the, the fullest full assault on all of your senses. Yeah, you know, it is like you, you only place I've really been to, which is visual, hearing, and the and the smell as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that really gets it. So yeah, I I, I see that. What's 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 three? And it's so different to Japan, despite being not that necessarily far away, and arguably quite often visualised as metropolitan city places. Yeah, yeah so much more. Mm. Um, and the third is Peru. Um, okay, it came to my mind because um, I talked to someone yesterday about it. It wasn't on my wish list, but it's on my wife's bucket list. And yeah. we did 
spent three weeks going around it, uh, I don't know, seven years ago, maybe. Wow. Just all Machu Picchu, the Amazon, yeah. the, you know, the mountains, the lack of oxygen, um, you know, just brilliant. Do you do what I do? Your, your kids... Your, your kids are a bit too young, perhaps, uh, for this, but do you do what I do, which is remind the kids um, of, of how good life used to be before they came? <laughs> that we used to be able to go on holiday, we used to go and do all these nice things. You, you, you will do, that will, uh, that will definitely... Uh... Travelling's been a big part of our lives and, yeah, hopefully will be in future as well. Back on it. I, I just... Uh, I've... Um, I've just signed up to do a, me and my wife just signed up to do a charity trek across the Sahara desert um, next year. Um, so it's, a, it's like four days away, five days away, like three days trekking. And um, which is, you know, an amazing thing. We did it because it's like, it is once in a lifetime thing for us to do. And, you know, we're paying for, it's not a charity funded thing or anything like that. Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing. But I just, because we've not booked a holiday for a year. Oh my word, I'm so excited. And it's a, and it's a year away. It's in March 2022. Yeah. And um and just and we're like I'm going to stay a few extra days after the uh, the trekking is done in Marrakesh and I'm looking at hotels and I'm like all oh, these different hotels and I would oh, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. So exciting the the um I, I just love it. It's what that's that for me is one of the things that I really like doing. I, I always used to use a travel agent and I, I would do for a lot of things. Um, I think travel agents, you know, um, can be really, really good in terms of just going, I want a holiday. Here's my budget, you know, kind of book me as much as I can get for my, my budget, um, which is great. But the last couple of years I've done. Um, so we did uh, with the, with the kids being kind of, well, we had a, um, I've got a three-year-old. So two, two years ago, quite young, we did a, um, like some touring around Europe on two two different years, and the whole of the planning involved in that was actually quite quite epic. But I loved it, like just being able to go right from we're going to move from this hotel to go to this place here. We're going to stay in this hotel. We're going to do these things here, yeah. And 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 doing all of that, it was time consuming, and it probably you know was a complete waste of of, of um, my own time in terms of you know chargeable time as it were. But it was something that I just. I, I really, really enjoyed doing and just the getting that back. I've missed it for a year. Right. Getting that ability just to even go to even even go to the UK. Like honestly, even go yeah. um some somewhere in the UK would be nice right now, wouldn't it? But just being able yeah. to go go on holiday, really, I've I've really missed that. Yeah. Um okay, so what is something that no one knows about you? No one knows. Um or at least, at least that that very few people know that you've never mentioned, that you've never talked about in in public. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's one thing that it, it would never really come up in a conversation because why would it? Is um, I had um, intraocular lenses put in my eyes. Okay. When? Where are we? I don't know. 2010, 2011. Yeah. And well, like I said, why would that ever come up in conversation? And for those who don't know. It's basically is, contact lenses in your eyes. Is that for um, um, acute astigmatism? It's for, uh, well, I got really bad short-sightedness. Yeah. So I couldn't have laser surgery because it would have made no difference. Really. Yeah. 
Um, so I had that done. In fact, it was Peru that triggered it. because I was like, I'm not taking contact lenses up Machu Picchu. Um, so that was if you ever needed some excuse, that was my excuse. Um, and I did that. And like I said, it, it never comes up, particularly in conversation, but it's yeah. it, pretty much life changing. Yeah. 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 And it's one of those things. Would I, can I believe I did it? Let someone poke in my eyes, cut them open. Mm. That's what's put, so that's always put me off by uh, from, from having laser eye surgery. To be honest, just just the idea of someone getting too close. My my cousin has the same the um, the, the inbuilt um, uh, contact lenses. His eyesight was so bad that the contact lenses were still too far away. Okay. If that uh, so, you know, almost kind of that level of of blindness. But um, yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, now now. Now people know about it. It's, <laughs> it's out in the uh, in the um, the public domain now. Um, I've got a question here. I don't know if I like it anymore, but it's it's on the fourth. The questions that I've given it to you um, is this: How would your partner describe you? <laughs> um, how would she describe me? I think she described me as um, a bit moody because um, my a long day or a bit a bit busier and stressed, I probably get a little bit short. Um, despite me earlier saying I'm quite laid back, equally, mm. I guess there's you all have a limit. Um, but so yeah, a bit moody and a bit like that, but equally um, supportive and hopefully a sort of uh, loving, supportive dad. So it's kind of a maybe a bit Jekyll and Hyde, perhaps. Mm. But I, I'm sure I've got both sides. It's just which is um there at the time which one which one comes out here's a here's a question that isn't um isn't there but stems from that how how have you managed um in the last year to uh have that gap between working and home uh, because uh, traditionally for me it was always like well i'd finish the office I'd jump in the car and spend 45 minutes an hour to get to home and and then by the time i'm at home i'm like hey it's dad time now but yeah. now, now working from home, it's two steps away and I'm there. And sometimes you are tight and tense and you've had, you know, a hard day or something's not quite gone right or whatever. And you've got that work, work mind on how, how do you um, swap between the two? I don't, yeah, it's a good question. Um, and likewise, the past, it was certainly easier to kind of mentally switch. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know how much I have, I guess, is a bit of an honest answer. Um, because you know there's so much going on actually and I'm so keen for things to be successful and the business etc that kind of having half an eye on the work position a lot of the time has become quite natural I'm not sure it's hopefully it's not kind of detracted from normal life too much so um, but I guess equally it is that literally trying to get away so today I'm at home unfortunately but you know just going out to a park or a wood or going out on the bike I guess it's trying to get that sort of physical change um has probably been the best thing that's helped but it's yeah. arguably very hard in recent months because the weather's been rather chilly mm. so yeah I guess that's what we tried um but you know going downstairs doesn't make much of a difference because I'm no half thinking about work mm. yeah I I found it in particular some um when I'm doing work that involves disputes because it's that 
I have to kind of put myself into that frame of mind and where effectively I'm a professional arguer of stuff. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and then, and then go into the house and, um, and try not to be, be so sharp and cross-examine, you know, my wife or my daughter or, or whatever. And, um, oh, hang on a minute, you just said this and now you're saying this, well, which one is it? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and, and it was, it's it, difficult. I, I find it difficult to do it. It's not a trait that I like actually, um, yeah. but I, it's one that I have and I have to really work hard to try to remember to, to kind of take that hat off as it were. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing is something that we all, we all do it at, um, at work. And one of the things that, um, uh, one of the, one of the beliefs I have is that, um, it's great if you can be if you can be who you are when you're at work. That's absolutely fantastic. You know, completely and hundred percent authentically you. Um, that's that brilliant. That's like for me, that would be the height of success, right? I can be exactly how I want to be, who I want to be. Um, absolutely brilliant. But the reality of it is, most of the time, for most people, we can't. You have to wear a, you have to wear your work hat. And you might have different hats in there as well. So if you're a manager, of, you know, you've got staff then or a leader, you've got to, you've got to wear that hat. Now that might suit, that might be comfortable for you. It might be part of your personality and part of your, um, your, your style, but more often than not, you have to remember, you have to kind of teach yourself or learn different skills and different personality traits yeah. Um, to be able to do that effectively. And that's the art of somebody that is a good manager, a good leader, be able to kind of realize the strengths and weaknesses of other people and strengths and weaknesses of yourself and adapt accordingly. Um, but it's not something that, um, it's not something I've, I'm, I'm really quite comfortable with. I, I feel like this last year for me, has been quite good. I'm quite, you know, authentic in myself, you know, how I am on, on this call with you is no different to how I would be really if you were in my room and, you know, if we were in a cafe having a chat or whatever. Um, and the same with, with, with work and with clients, but, you know, at the same time, like, I have to be a lawyer sometimes. Yeah. So I have to, I have to tell people it's certain things in certain ways. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's that kind of that multitude of hat things I think is, um, is, is a really interesting one for me. Um, the final question, and, and this is really the nub of, um, of, of this uh, suite of podcasts is, to get to the bottom of what your secret to success is, um, what what you would be your immutable law, something that you say, I just that is it is what it is. I co- don't change that, and that is what makes someone successful. Uh, um, I think for me, it's um, it's a case of. Is it hard work or tenacity um, or just the will to try and succeed? So it's kind of a bit of a combination of things. Um, I think the efforts required to succeed, unless you're very fortunate and whatever that happens to be, but I don't think anyone's successful without a fair amount of effort. You know, for, for example, if in the extreme of a Premier League footballer, they don't typically get there without effort, despite what people might hmm. say is they're just kicking a ball around. Yeah. They've already been through academy after academy and, you know, played all their lives. 
Um, so I kind of put that down to me as well as, and it's just, it's a will, a determination, effort. And that, that includes, you know, learning, for example, or continual learning. It's not that, say, learning has created success. I think it's the desire, the work effort to get there. That includes learning. It includes maybe long hours or not. Um, it's kind of that, that desire to keep wanting to go and develop. That's, it's kind of, in a way, it's simple, but it's really, really not. Um, talking about, um, I, I think you're right with professional footballers, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, um, are the two that, that stand out. We all know that they are both the greatest of all times, right? The goats. Um, they are certainly up there. And when uh, certainly people, you know, teammates have talk, uh, spoken about um, Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Messi as well to some extent. Um, when, he, when Ronaldo was at Manchester United, they were just incredibly impressed about his work ethic. He was always there before everybody else and would yeah. stay at, stay on after training and carry on practicing his free kicks, for instance, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and work. So, you know, work, working twice as much as everybody else. And so while there's no doubt that he has some natural talent, yes. yeah, and there's, there's, there's some there, the natural talent being, you know, quote, look, the opposite of, you know, hard work and perseverance. Um, the reality of it is what goes on behind the scenes with him is that he's yeah. working harder than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and I, I, it's like I said, I don't, hard work in itself, as it were, is not the answer, but it's what you're doing with the hard work. Like mm. you said, that analogy is he'll be training, he'll be running, he'll be, getting a massage to make sure he's, you know, keeps fit and all that. It's that kind of continual drive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. One of the things that, um, as you know, this is the, this is the first, this is the pilot of, uh, of, of this potential, um, potential or non-potential new series. We'll just see how it goes, but, um, you can blame what me. A, I'll blame you, but what, what I specifically haven't done there is asked you what success is. Yeah, and that that's a, that's a separate question. I don't, you don't need to answer it actually, but um, I, I'm. It's one of the things that I'm interested in because the secrets of success, to me, is not necessarily just about. You know, for a lot of people, they. I had a, an argument once on Facebook, I think it was, um, when I asked the question about success, and the answer was something something along the lines: "It's not all about money." You know, who said it was? Didn't say anything about money. I asked about success. <laughs> yeah what so 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 what um hard work is your secret to success but what actually does success look like to you how do you know you've got there yeah it, it is and i don't know i mean success to me at the moment means can i do the things i want to do with my life with my family you know and yes money is a part of it but it's not am i earning more than i ever have or not because i'm certainly not um but does it allow me to have a lifestyle? So the success is, say, the time or the freedom or all the money or, you know, all that kind of stuff to pretty much do what I want to do, relatively speaking. And that's not flying business class everywhere or anything like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. can yeah. I do that thing? Um, and does my life, my working life in particular, allow me to do that? 
whether that is affordability, time, a bit, whatever it is. But I think success is just, yeah, and doing that. And I guess ultimately keeping my kids happy is probably the big thing. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to sort that with ice cream, at least for the next yeah, few years. And, until yeah. they get to about 14, 15, and then, then you'll have to come up with some other creative ideas. Ice cream all the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, I think we're about done. My, my final question is this, um, and hopefully you've prepared something. Tell us your favourite joke or anecdote. Oh, I haven't prepared that one. That's because um, you're an accountant. Yeah, exactly. I'm really <laughs> so I don't have one, I'm afraid, and I don't tell jokes, so I'm not going to try. Oh, OK. I'm going to let you down. I am going to stand up to that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> with open arms I love it I love it absolutely <laughs> there you go and uh, and now I bet you're going to go and spend an afternoon on Excel <laughs> yes <laughs> yep Neil thank you very much for joining me uh, today on um, on this podcast I really appreciate your time it is, uh, it is a pilot so I also appreciate you just actually bearing with me on some of the tech issues that I've had today and um, and and testing out the format so thank you very much for for coming along no worries you're very welcome and yeah i'm glad to be part of the test pilot